Hey everyone, welcome to That Niku Mum, a podcast where we share the stories of New Zealand parents who have had a baby in a neonatal unit across the country. My name's Shannon, I'm your host. Today we are speaking to Sophie, whose baby was born at full term at um, 39 and 4 uh, in a birth unit, so they had, you know, pretty straightforward birth, everything was all good. Um, yeah, the birth itself was fine. And then after he was born, it turned out baby was um having issues with his breathing. So he was taken to NICU about 30 minutes away. Um, and he was intubated. And yeah, they spent 10 days in the unit, um, just trying to get his breathing sorted. And yeah, so obviously really difficult, um, considering it was a full-term birth and you know, there were no issues really at all so taking them by surprise a bit but everyone's all good now and um yeah so I'll let Sophie tell her story and yeah let's get into it all right do you want to just start off um introducing yourself and kind of starting us off on your journey cool um so I'm Sophie and I live in a small town in the South Island called Darfield um, with my husband and my little boy Freddie and our golden retriever Lisa. Um, so it took us quite a long time to conceive Freddie. Um, I think it was about two years. Yeah. Um, in that time, we had a miscarriage and um, had to help get some help from Fertility Associates in Christchurch mm-hmm. um, with um ovulation induction our first round of that didn't wasn't successful um and we went into that first round they said to us we could only do one and then it was like over the Christmas break Mm. so they were like then we'll have to wait like three months until we get started again um so it was kind of disappointing but then Mm -hmm. the day before Christmas they rang me and were like we're really happy with how your body responded to the um the drugs so we're happy for you to do a like three unmonitored cycles basically um so that was awesome we went off on our family summer holiday camping holiday trip and got pregnant awesome (laughs) yeah so that was very cool um and then my pregnancy was pretty good um I had really sore hip hips right from like six weeks pregnant um yeah like couldn't move um and I'm a kindergarten teacher so getting up and down off the floor consistently every like 30 seconds was like deliberating yeah um but uh I actually saw an acupuncturist in the end and she helped helped out a lot um obviously with previously having a miscarriage and it taking a decent amount of time to get pretty I was pretty anxious kind of yeah that whole pregnancy but I feel like we got to that 35 week mark and I kind of relaxed and was like it's gonna be all right like we're gonna have a baby in a couple of weeks this is awesome yeah Yeah. um so that's kind of getting to Freddie (laughs) yeah so when you were pregnant had there been um obviously you had no issues but did anyone speak to you about possibilities of you know like prematurity or neonatal stays or anything no, so my mum had both me and my brother at like 35 
36 weeks so early and so I was convinced that I was gonna like <laughs> have an early baby and um, I was so grumpy towards the end because he came two days early <laughs> he's like um, still like, early yeah, mum yeah literally and like when you know we I talked to my midwife and we'd um I had Freddie at the local birthing unit so we'd done a kind of tour around the air and it hadn't even crossed my mind that we would end up in Naku because I had what we thought was a healthy baby growing in my stomach and yeah. we got to like that full term and yeah we were just excited to have him here basically yeah yeah and how was your birth you obviously birthed at a birthing center so it was kind of what you'd planned. yeah so um it was in terms of first birth it was pretty quick really I think it was like 12 hours uh, yeah 12 hours from start to finish um so I started I went to bed like the night that I went into labor grumpy again because I'd got another day and wasn't <laughs> wasn't having a baby um and then I think I woke up at like 1 30 in the morning to the, go to the loo and when I lay back down I was like oh that's a little bit tight at my tummy and then like an hour later I was like oh, I can't lie here anymore and so I yeah. said to my husband I'm getting up I think I might be like this might be the style of labor and he was like <laughs> whatever and off I went down to the lounge and then like an hour and a half later I come down to him and I'm like look I need you to come and help like I can't even time the contractions are too like distracting and he's like what I didn't even know you were in labor and I was like I told you <laughs> um and then it's kind of that jump into the unknown like we were both yeah. like Adam's like I don't know what to do like should we bring the midwife and I'm like I don't know I literally know as much as you right now <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we you always feel so unprepared eh? like your midwife says literally you ring ring when this is happening and you're like but I don't know if that's happening and then because it was like by this stage it was like three o'clock in the morning and we were like oh we don't really want to bother her so we're like we'll just wait another half an hour and then that half and we're like I don't know what we should do now so we ended up Mm. going and when I was about I was like four centimeters dilated and because we um had like a new year's baby it was extremely busy and so we got there and there was no rooms and um my midwife rung another birthing unit and she's like they don't have any rooms either (laughs) so um lucky we kind of got they put us in like an aftercare room so I had at least like a toilet and bed and stuff um and then eventually a room became available and I hopped in the bath the bath which was amazing absolutely loved that um and then just did the did the thing my midwife I had a piece of cervix that didn't um like it was kind of blocking the way and so she didn't want me to didn't want me to push and was like adamant that I didn't and I was in the pool and I was like look I can't like my body's doing it naturally and she was like okay get out and I'll have a look and it turned out I was ready to go she's like I don't know how that happened she's like you just lay there like you were drinking cocktails in the sun and I was like yeah because the water was so nice (laughs) it was so good um and then yeah basically I had Freddie um I was like leaning against this they had like a kidney cake shaped couch thing um and I had him and now when you look back at photos he was very 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 blue when he was born um yeah. anyway he came up on me for a quick cuddle and then as I got sorted he he cuddles with Adam like skin to skin and then the other midwife in the room after like I think it was like because he come out and read out that initial like cry like he should mm-hmm. um and kind of did everything that he should have but then kind of half an hour later she was like I'm just still not stoked with his breathing like it should have kind of sorted itself out so she's like I'm gonna ring Christchurch Naku she's like 
there's a high chance that they'll be like, no, we want to come and get him. And they're like, we just want to like prepare you that the cavalry is going to arrive. Like this massive incubator, a doctor, a nurse, an ambulance yeah. driver, like all oh, the room is going to fill out with people. So, but it's fine. And I was like, okay. So, yeah. um, and they were like, literally like, we, he probably just needs to clear out. His lungs probably just got filled with something. Like they weren't really too concerned about him. So they, on the phone, I think they were on the phone with Niku for like two hours just he was fine when they put oxygen but then as soon as they took it away he just was like nah no deal I'm not yeah. doing this on my own yeah. and so then they decided that yeah they would come and get him so they arrived we were like 20 minutes from the hosp- Christchurch hospital I think um and so they arrived and yeah like <laughs> the room just filled up with people and it was really odd it was like watching a movie I was like I feel like I'm set on the outside of my life like what is going on around here and so basically they like did some tests and stuff and she was like and really the doctor was like I'm really not happy with his breathing she's like he's fine on on like yeah but she's like I really want to intubate him because if something goes wrong when we're driving to the hospital we're then in trouble um and so they said to us if you guys leave the room it'll take like 10 minutes it's just really not pleasant to watch your child be intubated so we went off to the like family room for our 10 minutes an hour and a half later we were still in there and I was like oh my god oh my god Adam something's gone wrong like it was horrific and then I just hear down the hallway oh my god we feel like the worst people in the world because I just said has anyone anyone said to Freddie's parents that he's fine and it was the doctor (laughs) she's like we just got busy and just everyone's got about you I was like oh my god (laughs) it was like the worst hour of my life because I was like clearly something's gone wrong like yeah yeah and so anyway, we went back in and by this stage it had been four hours of prepping him to get him to Christchurch Hospital. And we went in and he was in his little incubator and he had on little earmuffs. It's like the cutest thing ever. And he finally looked pink. And yeah. the doctor said to her, she's like, look, I think it'll be like one night in Niku and then you'll be going home. Like it'll be just normal, she'd say, just needs a night to sort himself out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so off he went to Niku. I couldn't go with him in the ambulance because there wasn't room. So Adam and I got in our car and my midwife was like, you've missed hospital dinner so please go to mcdonald's so we're like <laughs> at a baby like five hours ago and i'm now in the mcdonald's drive through and i was like yeah. what is what is happening like we after the is... twins were born we um we got uber eats delivered to the hospital we got mcdonald's yeah and i'm just like eating my mcdonald's on the way to the hospital like this is i don't even know how to feel about this situation this is so bizarre um and then yeah and then it kind of i got checked in to um to Christchurch Women's to the maternity ward and then we went up to see Freddie um and that was quite I think it kind of finally sunk in because he was in the number one room so the like intensive care room and we like walked in and we're like oh wow like (laughs) this is kind of quite serious um and so yeah we didn't get to hold he was intubated for the first two days three days I think three days yeah. it was so it was day three I then got I'm, I got my two days in Christchurch women and then they were like see you later um yeah. which was super hard like we live 40 minutes away from the hospital 50 minutes yeah. away from the hospital um and it was like what you want me to leave my baby I was like I haven't even held my baby yet yeah. um yeah. so yeah I think that was definitely another like reality check like wow mm. um but yeah so the day two we found out that he actually had pneumonia and it was going to be longer than like one day yeah 
Um, so they literally have no idea how, why he got pneumonia. Um, yes. They sent my placenta away for testing and nothing came back from that. They were like, we can't, like, they literally are like, we have no idea. It was just a case of like bad luck. Yeah. Um, he didn't have like meconium or anything? No, no, no meconium. Um, his lungs were full, like, honestly, they were like draining his lungs for the first four days I think and the like yellow pus like it was just we were like that is the poor wee poor man yeah he was pretty pretty blocked up um you weren't sick no you, you weren't I wasn't unlocked. sick I hadn't had any like um I, I lost my mucus plug like a week before I had him and so we were monitoring that quite closely in case like my waters did break yeah. um the only thing my midwife always wondered was when she was looking at my placenta she's like it looked like there was an inner top like a little tear in the inner part of not the outer bit of it but the inner bit and she's like that's the only thing I can find that would explain it she's like but apart from that we really they really just have no idea Mm. um and I think that was probably one of the hardest bits because it was like yeah I had my baby and assumed I'd I'd had my baby and he was healthy and fine and then suddenly we had this extremely unhealthy baby who couldn't even breathe on his own yeah and not even just um, not breathe on his own he had to be intubated like that yeah so yeah he was like out. intubated and they had him pretty knocked out because he was like a little houdini and keep pulling out his lines and like <laughs> trying to um like so yeah he was pretty pretty out to it the first few days um and then and then basically we just got into the swing of NICU life so mm. Um, my husband decided to go back to work because he could visit like after work yeah. and that meant that he could then use his leave when we got home because at that point yeah. we were like I don't know how long we're going to be here for um, and I think that as well the doctors were like we can't really like I don't we don't really know yeah I feel like yeah. we felt like we would tick one thing off and then it would be the next thing um, yeah. but yeah so day three before I came home from the hospital we finally got to have our first cuddles with him which was so special yeah um that was pretty cool um were they still on oxygen at that point yeah so he had moved on to um CPAP yeah um and yeah so he had that and he was like all the lines were like attached Mm. and everything Mm -hmm. um and all the beeping wires I feel like every time it beeps you're like oh god what's happening yeah yeah um yeah and then um day four he got jaundice so then oh it was like <laughs> he was caught co- he constantly sat at the like like the very tip like the nurse would be like before you have cuddles today I just need to check she's like he's pretty yellow like I don't know yeah. and he just sit under so he actually ended up under the lights maybe like two or three times but he sat consistently like under that mm-hmm. under that line just like teasing <laughs> yeah. the whole time um and then we saw the doctors that that fourth morning and they were like, I think, um, no, day five, sorry. Day five, we saw the doctors and they were like, we're going to try them with just high flow oxygen. Yeah. And they were like, like that it could either go one of two ways. They're like, he could just be like, yep, I'm good now. My lungs have had finished his really high dose of antibiotics by day five. So they're like, you know, his lungs might be well enough that this is going to go well or we take him off when he's like yeah I'm good now and then after a few hours he's like no no deal yeah um so I got there day six Adam couldn't find the car park and so he dropped me off and I 
walked in and as I went through the doors there was like all these nurses stood around his bed and I like instantly panicked I was like oh my god um and then they must have turned they, I must have heard me be like oh my gosh and they all turned around and they're like no 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 he's he's breathing on his own and they're like we're just watching him because he's so cute and I was like oh, she gave me like a heart attack um and so yeah he'd come off the high flow and he was like I'm good to go but they um, didn't call you and tell you that no so yeah no they didn't <laughs> um which I think would have been nicer than I might not have got such a, yeah. <laughs> a shock going in yeah. but um I felt like it was the first day I actually got to be his mom because yeah. like we then he then moved into an open top destiny obviously so we could then get him dressed um and just do a bit more than like change his nappy like mm. put on cute mm. clothes and mm. um could pick him up more freely and um and then he also moved through to the like down a few levels of nurseries which was also um I feel like it was a big step for us because we like yeah. walked in and we're like now he's like one of six babies we're like yeah I couldn't leave at night unless he's asleep because I'm like oh he's just gonna be by himself yeah. um yeah so after that then we started the process of trying to get him feeding yeah um which, which is always my hard part oh my gosh I just didn't know if we were ever gonna like <laughs> um we and because obviously I was the first day I drove in by myself I was like a 15 year old who was driving by themselves for the first time honestly I was like <laughs> I had to like I thought I was because I'd said to the nurse I'll be there for the first like for his 10 o'clock feed so we can try him on the boob and mm. then I got caught in traffic and I like run at him and I'm like oh I'm failing like I can't even get into the hospital one time and I couldn't find a car park I was just like this is ridiculous like sort I've yourself out that, um, I've heard that Christchurch women's is horrific for parking it was everyone I've spoken to terrible yeah I literally ended up parking they have like a car park that you have to catch a bus and it was the easiest thing to do because I just knew to go there pay the money get the bus and I knew I'd just get there at a certain time because it was way too stressful trying to find the car park um and then obviously because I'd stay there kind of most of the day and then I would head home about three o'clock and then Adam and I would head back in again together to see him and do like the last night stage um and so that first like day seven was my first day kind of by myself and I was like in there and I changed him into some new clothes and I was like this is so great and then we had to go breastfeeding <laughs> um and he was just like what is this why is this why do I have to work for this like <laughs> no deal <laughs> I just have you with it in my stomach yeah um and that's when I started to really 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 hate the feeding tube because I was like if you just if he didn't have that he might actually feed off me um and so I had a really good um I my what am I trying to say (laughs) um I had a really good social worker she arrived and she actually met me that first morning I'd arrived by myself and I was all flustered and she met me at Freddie's Bassinet and I just lost it like I was just like I'm not okay like I'm driving so far I'm like still trying to look after myself because I've had a baby I'm like yeah just yeah it was a lot um she was really good because she then really um advocated for me because we were starting the breastfeeding process she really advocated for me to stay even though we weren't she's like you know I think two nights even if you don't go home at the end of that it's going to make you feel better because you've had two nights with Freddie and I was like thank you and then um like 
all the nurses were amazing except there was this one nurse on that particular day just after the social worker had made me feel better she was like I don't know why they're letting her stay I could like hear her she was up at the nurses thing she's like they've had one breastfeed like it's just a waste of their time because they're gonna do their two days and they're just gonna have to go home and I just remember sitting there like broken like yeah. am I ever gonna get my child home like yeah. if we don't get a chance we're not gonna be able to do this um that's what like horrifically unprofessional really isn't yeah it? I know like everyone else was just amazing but I just mm. still remember I still remember the way it made me feel I felt really yeah. like incompetent as a parent like yeah. it was kind of um yeah I felt really mm. about that but anyway mm. uh we proved her wrong because <laughs> we had a pretty good night that first night um he had one good feed off me um which was good um and he slept really well. Like I had to wake him up. Yeah. <laughs> they kept ringing me and being like, you need to come down for Freddie's feed. And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and so um, I woke up that first morning kind of being like, I felt like it could have gone better, but it wasn't terrible. So we're okay. And then the next night was absolutely terrible. Like he <laughs> wouldn't latch. Um, he just was not interested. He cried. I cried. I run yeah. in the next morning and I was like like I don't I'm gonna have to come home tomorrow like yeah. and leave him here again because he just is not interested he's full off his um you know feeding truth and it's, and it's, it's such so a... hard because they obviously are on like the three hourly schedule but yeah some babies aren't ready at three hours no and obviously and they like don't get the, the opportunity to get hungry and yeah. when they're and you're trying and to like yeah I'm hungry yeah I'm trying to breastfeed him as they're like feeding him through the tube and I'm like can yeah. you just make him hungry please because I feel like he'll solve all my problems yeah. um and then trying to pump him between also yeah. trying to get him to feed mm. it's like exhausting mm. um but anyway on that day day nine I actually met another mum she'd flown up from Dunedin I think it was and we were like in the same kind of cubicle together and it was so nice to just like while we were sat there trying to get our babies to feed it was really nice to have someone to talk to um who was kind of in the same boat and then day nine my like hero literally just I still can't believe this happened like we got super lucky so because it was the weekend there was no lactation consultants working on NICU which mean I literally had nurses trying to try their best to help me and then Um, um, the only male I'm pretty sure he said he was the only male lactation consultant in New Zealand um, was doing a random nurse shift on my ward in Christchurch he doesn't even work on that ward anymore he had changed to like peds and he was like um, I'm going to get you feeding he's like he needs he needs a shield so he got me a nipple shield which was amazing because it got him feeding but also I fed with a nipple shield for a whole year before in the ass. oh my you last <laughs> yeah. a year yeah I was so determined he would not get rid of it though I tried so many times <laughs> I am in awe of you because I love I so I fed the twins for I don't know like a month and a bit with a shield and I was yeah. done it <laughs> was I just I tried every, to put it yeah. on I was like crying I was like this stupid thing no it was I really loved to hate it because it got us feeding and I mean it got us a whole year but there was some times when I was like I just wish you'd feed without this even as he got bigger like I even paid another lactation consultant and she was like you know you just got to keep practicing but just 
would just literally lie there and look at me like, I don't know what you want me to do, put that thing back on and then I'll feed. Like it was just, it was anyway. But anyway, we did a year, so that was good. Um, Congratulations, but yeah. that's an amazing achievement. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so this random lactation consultant literally got us sorted with a hold, latch and Freddie just was like, yeah, now I'm good. And he literally... Um, so that was like his 10 o'clock feed in the morning and that was the last feed he had with any like through the tube he then just Amazing. fully fed off me it was just like the switch it just yeah yeah um and you know I said to one of the night nurses I was like oh like obviously they've said I can stay tonight but then they're like we might not have beds for you I'm like but I'm feeding him now and she's like turn your head away and I like turn my head away she's like you can look now and she just pulled his like feeding tube out she's like now they can't send you home because you're his only source of nutrition and I'm like thank you it's <laughs> um, amazing I know and so she was she was a great um she was amazing the best night nurse ever like jovial yeah. happy just made you feel really good and she yeah. anyway so she was like you're gonna feed him in this room tonight and you're just gonna ring me every feed and I'm gonna come and make sure you know we're doing good um and then we can assess what the goal is in the morning and so we had a really good night and when I left her I think it was like a four o'clock feed or something. She's like, I'm just going to start filling out your discharge papers. She's like, but don't get excited. And I was like, no, I'm like, I can't believe this is actually going to happen. You know, it was only like six days ago. He couldn't even breathe on his own. Yeah. Um, And so we woke up the next morning and went down to the nursery. We, we made it through to the departure lounge is what they called it. It's like this <laughs> tiny little, tiny little bit at the end of the like ward that's, like I think there was like five babies if that in there like it's teeny tiny um and she said to me she was like so I don't want you to get excited because he still has to tick off a few things and I was like okay um and so then she's like so he needs to have a bath I'm like are you serious (laughs) so he had to have a bath before he go home he had to because we lived more than 40 minutes away from the hospital and he had been intubated he had to do 40 minutes in his car seat and his oxygen levels had to be fine um and he had to have put on weight so he hadn't lost any of his birth weight but he hadn't put on any weight so they were like he hasn't put on any weight you're not going home and I was like okay that's gonna be our that's gonna be our catch because um like he hasn't put on any weight and so we put him in she's like we'll do the car seat first so we put him in the car seat she's like go for a coffee um and I was like so nervous because I was like, to him, oh, I bet you he won't pass. And we're going to have to, like, we're not going to be able to take him home because he's not okay in the car seat. Um, anyway, we got back and he was, she's like, he slept the whole time. She's like, his oxygen levels have been fine. We're like, yes. Um, and then Adam gave him his bath. So we take that off and out. And then she's like, now it's the weight. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so she, she had watched me feed him all day. And she was like, just give him a little top up. Mm. <laughs> um, she's like, because, you're not going to gain anything from being here another night. So, you know, I gave him a little top up and he put on 90 grams. She's like, no one's going to believe me now. <laughs> She's like, he obviously just needed to start feeding off you because then he consistently put on between 80 and 90 grams every week for like yeah. the first like five weeks we were home. I think it was yeah, pretty, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. pretty solid. And so next minute I knew we were standing out the front of the Naku doors getting our photo going home and it was like this whirlwind of, oh my gosh, yeah. actually taking our baby home yeah so you obviously had quite a um quite a positive experience considering you were not prepared at all definitely I really think if we hadn't come across that lactation consultant we Mm. 
honestly I think we would have still been struggling like a week later trying to get him to latch a because he yeah. just was yeah. not interested um he just needed more like receive I think and so then if yeah. he did that yeah he got more like yeah oh there's Plus something they, they also get like the little bit of milk in there as well yeah so then they're like Ooh. yeah yeah exactly um but yeah I feel like we just got so lucky I'll forever be thankful that their lactation consultant was yeah. doing it um, like your fairy godmother literally I should say <laughs> totally like he was okay. I remember crying like being like I'm sorry I'm just crying because I'm so happy that I meet you <laughs> and he's like oh no I don't want you to cry I'm like no but you'll never you don't even know how much this means to me like because yeah. you just I feel like um you know like the nurses were super helpful but it just felt like no matter what they were it wasn't changing anything yeah um they're also they're and, not trained and and breastfeeding. yeah exactly right. yeah um and they just keep going you know it'll happen it'll happen I'm like I just want to take him home now and because by that stage he was completely he looked healthy he was on no monitors so mm. like he was there was a reason yeah um to get him definitely <laughs> oh. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that um everything went well and that you managed it I can't believe you fed for a year with nipple shields it was <laughs> we went <laughs> there's a story about that we went to Rarotonga just before Freddie turned one yeah. and I've ne- we've never lost a nipple shield like we have always made sure we've had one I've had the, like, in the car and my handbag and the nappy bag like in the yeah, pram yeah. so there was just like no chance to um lose one and so anyway we stayed for 10 nights in the house and then we went to a hotel and obviously the day we moved from the house to the hotel Freddie was playing in the room and he must have picked the nipple shield up and put it somewhere because when I went to feed him once we got to the hotel at like six o'clock at night I opened the nipple shield case and there was no nipple shield oh my and god and I'd only taken one raritong I don't know why oh no. I just just literally took one and I was like oh my gosh now we have no nipple shield and what am I gonna do I'm in raritonga yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like Adam's like well this is gonna be the end of your breastfeeding journey and I'm like I'm not okay about this like I was like oh my gosh what is happening and so um, by the like he was on one bottle a day so we did have formula thankfully because I tried yeah. him every feed he was like starving and I'm like trying to get him to latch and he's yeah. just like I, I've told you a million times mum I'm, I'm not gonna latch like <laughs> stubborn little dude <laughs> yeah so stubborn and anyway so the next morning we went around to the pharmacy and I walked in and could not believe my eyes they had the exact nipple shield that we've been using. Thank God. I was like, thank God. Because then I was also like, I'm going to end my holiday with mastitis because I've gone yeah. from feeding my child to like not being Nothing. able to feed him. And I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> um, So we managed to get a nipple shield, thankfully, in Rarotonga. Um, and then it probably only lasted, I probably only lasted feeding him like three more weeks after that because I day weaned him because I've just gone yeah. back to work part-time. So I was like, I don't want to be feeding him during the day. And then once yeah. I did that, he was like, nah, I'm done, thanks, mum. And yeah. he just swinged himself. That is which sweet, definitely, man. yeah, real bittersweet. But it made it it made it easy for me. But yeah, yeah I'm proud yeah. we got to a year because when he was like six weeks old, it was literally like, if I can just feed him for one more day because he was just mm. like, he had a really bad latch. It took probably a good two months to get his latch sorted. Mm. Um, 
So I was in a lot of pain, like yeah. crying and because yeah. of the pain. Um, but yeah, we made it here. Yeah, you did. Congratulations yeah. again. Yeah, like I said, I can't <laughs> Thank believe you. a year with a nipple shield is just <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I actually, um, I had I had such an oversupply of milk as well. I think just from the pumping in Niku, like yeah. Um, so I donated my milk to Beach Christchurch Niku. Um, like I did it for like six months, and Ooh. then my milk supply regulated, and suddenly I was like, I've got no milk for you. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, that was it. Was nice to be able to give back because yeah, we you know I couldn't like before my milk came in. It was so nice to know that he was having breast milk because he was mm. so sick mm. and getting all those like you know all the goodness. I mean, because my yeah. milk it did take like five days for my milk to come in. Um, and so yeah, it was nice to know that he had that. So it was really nice to be able to give back. Yeah, for sure. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that in itself is also like a. Now that I look back, I'm like that was a lot of work. Yeah, because yeah. I pumped for Niku yeah, and then I freaking hard. Yeah, I pumped twice a day because I pumped one one for Niku and one for Freddie for his like five o'clock bottle that his yeah. Adam would give him. Um, and then when I stopped, I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually like I don't think I realized how much like the effect you get like an hour is. of your life back. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, and every he's fine now. Like he hasn't had pneumonia again. Absolutely fine. So we like spoke to the doctors when he was in NICU, and we were like, "Look, you know, is there like should we expect like you know um sickness from this and stuff?" And she was like, mm. "No." She's like, "I really don't think so." She's like, "If he gets asthma or something, it would be because he was already going to get asthma. Yeah. Um, if he gets lots of chest infections, he was already going to get them. Um, yeah. and then like we said to her as well, we're like." obviously you know he's been on some pretty intense drugs right from like the day one like yeah what can we do for like his immune system and stuff and she was like has he got any older siblings and we were like no she's like a dog we're like yes and she's like let the dog lick him and we're like you just made our lives so much easier (laughs) golden retriever is just like the most licky little dog Uh uh-huh yeah so like um we like made the face out of bounds, but we're like, go for God with his hands, build yeah. that, build that yeah. strong immune system. Um, <laughs> and he's actually been pretty good. Um, he's been a pretty healthy baby, which surprises us. He, uh, last month he did get a bit of a like, bit of a nasty cough, and like I was a bit nervous when it kind of went to his chest and stuff. Mm. You kind of get that. I was like, oh God, are we going back to like where we were? But, um, he came right, so that was good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. It was, um, yeah, it was so nice to talk to you. I can't believe I, I'm still stuck on the year with a nipple shield, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I can't <laughs> let go of it. Yeah. It definitely was. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I found as well when I started, like, as we, the longer we went, the more we went out. I'm like, oh, I yeah. wish you'd just get, like, rid of this. Yeah. And I'd see all my friends, like, breastfeeding their babies without nipple shields. And I'm like, can you just do this, honestly? <laughs> we're both like I feel like he's just as stubborn as me so like I'm like we won't stop feeding and he's like I won't get rid of the the yeah Yeah. all right well yeah thank you again for sharing your story it was um yeah it was lovely to talk to you yeah lovely to talk to you as well and I'm so glad that everything turned out turned out good and considering yeah very very unexpected yeah definitely and also I think it's odd like 
I mean, still to this day, not having an explanation of why. It's just yeah. completely random. Completely random. And it definitely, like, does sit in the back of my head, like, when we have another one. I'm like, well, if it happens again. But at mm-hmm. least, like, we'll be fine for getting there. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, Adam, you don't get that. <laughs> yeah, and like Adam said, because um, when Freddie was real young, I was like, oh, no, I could, I'd have to have our next baby at, like, Christchurch Women. So if they didn't need NICU, they were right there. And he was like, Adam was like to me, but at any point when they were, like, retrieving freddie did you were you worried for him and i was like no because they just explained everything and he just felt like he was in really good hands and adam's like yeah. exactly and i'm like yeah no it would be all right to birth yeah. unit. yeah um you still you yeah. gotta do what what birth you want right like at the end of the yeah. day getting your birth totally. that you want is probably totally, more yeah. important because yeah they yeah. can always get him to a hospital yeah exactly yeah and they were honestly they're amazing those the NICU teams like yeah. super people they are so yeah, that was Sophie's story with Freddie. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, very unexpected NICU stay. Um, and you know, in the scheme of things, it's quite a short stay, but a stay's a stay and it was still hard. He was intubated, like my twins were never even intubated and they were eight weeks prem. So obviously they went through a few difficult things, but yeah, happy, healthy baby. Can't believe she did a year with a nipple shield. Honestly, what a superstar. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's good. Everyone's healthy and everyone's happy, which is which is amazing and they had a very positive experience which is good so yeah um so i hope you enjoyed and we will chat again soon bye